What's up, everybody? It's Mr. Adrift here with another episode of Nerding Out. This week, it's just going to be me because Mrs. Adrift is going to be busy planning her bridal shower. She just can't set the time aside to record, which is fine. I'm really excited for a bridal shower because she's going to get to see her family and friends for the first time in like a year, which is fucking sick so happy for her i'm really excited to see her family and friends too they're awesome people it's gonna be a great time all of us hanging out so yeah that's gonna be great but let's get into the episode i sincerely hope that i'm gonna be good enough for you all because i know how amazing mrs adrift is and how much she brings to the table every single week i think we're gonna start with the latest what if episode i'll just spoiler free reaction so there's no spoilers for the episode there's not really much that happens in these. There's just kind of like one-off episodes, cartoons. It's it's fun, but I'll still keep it spoiler-free just to be safe. This episode, you have T'Challa if he was Star-Lord. So it's like Guardians of the Galaxy, but with T'Challa. Now, the cool thing about this is... Actually, you know, I wouldn't say cool, but the interesting is... This was Chadwick Boseman's last appearance ever. The last thing he did before he died was this What If episode. So it's pretty meaningful. It's pretty important because I don't know how you all feel, but I loved Black Panther. I loved what Chadwick Boseman did in that movie and the culture that came from that movie. It was incredible. It's just so sad what happened with Chadwick. I don't want to get too much into it because, you know, I want to keep things upbeat. But I think it's important to give my respect for Chadwick and recognize everything he did because he was an amazing actor and everything from Black Panther was just incredible. Now, Back into the episode of What If, my standout for this episode is Star-Lord, a.k.a. T'Challa, a.k.a. Chadwick Boseman. T'Challa was amazing. You kind of see who he is as a leader, even in this different environment, and that was great. You have some characters that we like that are played by the original voice actors. The same guy who played Yondu is there. Karen Gillan was back as Nebula, so it was cool to have all these people voice their characters in this environment, this different kind of world. I won't get too much into it. But I got to say, if there's one what if episode I'm looking forward to the most, it's the zombie one. I cannot wait until they get to that episode. It's going to be so sick. I hope they do a whole like movie based on that one Marvel zombie storyline. I don't think they'll do live action. If they do, it'll probably be animated. But I think um, a live action version, if you did go that route, you could probably get some of these actors to come back just for like a a one-off kind of alternate timeline thing. I bet you could get Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans. I bet you they would come back because this storyline is fascinating and they'd be drawn to the project. That's the only way you'll get them back is if it's like a special project, a, a one-off, like not in the MCU, I, I think, because they want to keep the legacy of what they did separate. And I think that's one way you could probably get them back if you pitch it to them in a really unique and interesting way. And you know what? I understand not wanting to come back. You've been in this world for so long. I get it. I get it. It was the same thing with Hugh Jackman and Wolverine. Hugh Jackman, I think, went on Howard Stern. I believe it's Howard Stern. It was Howard Stern or Joe Rogan. I don't remember. And he said that it's not really for him. He doesn't want to come back. There was rumors that Kevin Feige maybe wanted him in the MCU. I'm not going to put words in Kevin's mouth because maybe that's not true. Regardless, it doesn't appear as though Hugh Jackman will reprise his role as Wolverine which is understandable. An example, though, of the other way of somebody being fascinated by a project and coming back is the DC side of this whole superhero universe with Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton actually is going to reprise his role as Batman in The Flash. 
which is going to be so cool. I guess it's going to be Flashpoint, so he goes back, maybe. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I guess he goes back and he messes with the, the multiverse, whatever. It's going to be great. I'm excited for the Flash movie. But Michael Keaton was proposed this idea, and he wanted to do it. He was interested in the idea, and he wanted to do it. Funny enough, Michael Keaton is on the record as saying he had to reread the script three times because he was confused and actually have people explain it to him. My guess is the part of the script that confused him is this idea of the multiverse because the Flash goes back in time, he saves his mother probably, and it causes all this to happen. I'm assuming that's where they're going to go with it. Well, Mr. Keaton, I have an idea for you. How about you check out our latest episode with Ethan Siegel because he explains it from a, a scientific perspective how the multiverse works or I guess how it could work. Hey, let's be honest. Michael Keane's probably a big fan of our podcast, so <laughs> I could see him checking it out. But no, no, for anyone listening, the multiverse and time travel can be very confusing. So it was awesome having Ethan on. Make sure you check out our previous episodes. We had a two-parter where he explained the multiverse and he explained time travel. When we talked, it was more geared towards Marvel. But the thing is, this concept of the multiverse and time travel, these are huge themes that apply to all these different universes. So it really does apply to DC. And with The Flash, I think they're going to really like use this as an opportunity to reset the universe, which is sorely needed. There's been some stinkers. It seems like they're all over the place in DC. And I'm really hoping The Flash is their opportunity to kind of course correct and do things right. If you ask me, if I got to pick two people to kind of run this universe and come up with the stories and the characters and the, the vibe of the whole thing, I'd probably pick Zack Snyder as one of my options. And the other option I'd go with would be James Gunn. Two different vibes, but Zack Snyder absolutely killed it in the Zack Snyder Cut of Justice League. Superman movies were, they had their shortcomings, but they were phenomenal. And James Gunn, Wow, Suicide Squad was one of my favorites, if not my favorite DC movie I've ever seen. It was phenomenal. There was just so much humor and heart. But the most important thing is the studio let James Gunn do his thing. That was the most important part. All that shit with Zack Snyder, he should have never had to go with that. Even David Ayer, it was just not good you know the studio interfered and they made the movies worse than what they could have been so it was refreshing to see what they did with james gunn you could tell there were there was just good vibes on the set there was a story of a uh, polka dot man who's one of my favorite characters i'll keep this spoiler free but he was one of my favorites he found a stray cat so he brought the cat i think to set or he just had it with him in his hotel i don't know but the costume designer made a little polka dot man costume for his stray cat isn't that fucking hilarious? I love that. It just showed the kind of positivity that was emanating from the set, the culture that James Gunn was bringing to the set. It was just good vibes all throughout. You could tell. That's why I have him pegged as one of my ideal candidates to kind of create the culture of DC and going forward. It's kind of like with the Russo brothers and Marvel. Like It was run by Kevin Feige, but the Russo brothers were a big part of the Avengers movies and creating this kind of culture and the humor that they want in these Marvel movies. So hopefully like DC can see what James Gunn was able to do, see that they gave him this freedom to create something that was his vision. They see all this together and they give him the keys. 
Just do what you want, James Gunn. Maybe not make him like a Kevin Feige character, because I think James Gunn's more suited for the actual filming and the writing aspects, where Kevin Feige is kind of like a big picture kind of guy. But who knows? Maybe James Gunn and Zack Snyder can work together, because they're both brilliant, brilliant filmmakers, and I would love to see them have that opportunity to you know, really create something. <sighs> yeah, I don't want to get too into the negative side of DC because to me, they're all over the place right now. I'm really hoping things start to go in the right direction because there's some special heroes that they can bring to live action. Now over to the next big superhero movie that's coming out and that's Shang-Chi. That's my hands moving really fast, creating these crazy like wind sounds. It's not my mouth. It's just I'm that gifted at karate. I know I'm not that gifted at cry. I actually pulled a muscle trying to do that. But Shang-Chi though, I got two tickets for the first weekend that it came out. I want to give my full support to the Shang-Chi and the creators of Shang-Chi. They deserve it. This is a big deal to a lot of people and I have my full support. And if you can, go out, buy tickets, support this movie. It's a big deal. I understand if you're a little hesitant because of the pandemic and everything, but just do your best if you feel comfortable to support this movie because it's a big deal. It's the first movie that's not coming out in streaming and in theaters. So that's a really big deal. We need to support it. We need to do what we can. <sighs> shang is just fucking sick, man. I can't wait for this movie. Simu Liu's from Toronto. I want to give my support to this man. The whole cast looks phenomenal. Aquafina is hilarious. I cannot wait. I love action movies. I love action movies. And this movie is going to be a completely different style of action than what we're accustomed to in the Marvel Universe, which is what I've been reading. It's what I heard from all these influencers that went to the premiere. I cannot wait. When a committed fan base sets their mind to something, they can do anything. That's why the support for this movie is so important. I'm telling you, we can do this. We go out there, we watch these movies, we tweet about it, we post it on all social medias, we tell our friends. That kind of support is so important and it freaking works. I'll give you an example. Hashtag Save Manifest. This is one of the shows that we've really covered in this podcast. We've given our full support. We've done everything we can. We've posted on all the social medias. We had the actors on. Daryl and Ty, we did everything. And what's so crazy about Manifest is NBC and Netflix, they both turned it down. Then you know what happened? The fans rallied. They rallied and they put their full support behind it and it broke streaming records. It was top 10 for a record amount of months. Unbelievable. And look what's happening now. There's rumors Warner Bros. Television is negotiating with the actors and the directors, all the crew. That does not happen, people, unless you think your show's getting picked up. The first round when they were talking to Netflix and NBC, they did not negotiate with these people. They did not, because they weren't confident, and look what happened, it didn't get picked up. But now, now, Netflix is apparently in there and they're going for it. I don't wanna jinx it, because it's not 100% official, but it's becoming real, and it's because of the fans. The fans are the most important thing out there. When you have a group of people that believe in something, that care about something, and they throw their whole support behind it, anything's possible. Look at the Snyder Cut. Look at Lucifer. What's another great example? The Expanse. Anything is possible when you believe in something. That's why we have to throw our full support behind Shang-Chi. And that's why we have to continue to throw a full support behind the Save Manifest movement. 
Because if you want something back and you fight for it and you fight for it the right way, anything is possible. The fans are the most important thing out there. That's why I love our fans. And I appreciate every single one of you that take the time to support our podcast and take the time to download and tell your friends. Every single one of you. We're breaking records now. Our podcast is doing amazing and it's all because of you. The fans are the lifeblood of every single entertainment property. Without you, none of it is possible. So thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for sharing. You're always, always valued. That's our time for today. I want to end off on a thank you note. So thank you for listening to A Trip Presents Nerding Out. I'm your host, Adrift, signing off. Adrift with friends. Let's have some fun.